Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a podcast designed to help you prepare for Sunday and beyond. I am Pastor Wright, and each week I have a conversation exploring the Bible readings for this upcoming Sunday. Join us as we discuss how the lessons are applied to our daily life in Christ. Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. I am Pastor Wright, and I am here with Pastor Skizik. And today we get to look at the readings for the Nativity of our Lord, which means we get to talk about Christmas. Christmas falls on a Sunday. It will be wonderful and glorious, the celebration of the birth of our Lord, the celebration of the birth of salvation, of life, of grace, of mercy, of God coming into our time, our space literally our flesh to redeem us. This is a great celebration. Pastor Skizik. Yes. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you, Pastor. And it's exciting. This really oh, is exciting. It uh, is very exciting. I, I love Christmas. I love I love everything about it. Um, yes. Okay, so with that, what is what is the most exciting thing? Churchly, family, worldly, what is your most favorite thing about Christmas? I think one of my most favorite things about Christmas is the opportunity to worship really? with brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, I love I love Christmas worship. I love the songs. I love the atmosphere, the joy, and the celebration. So with that, is it hard not just to be happy? Just to feel good, and not that you know that that, that artificial warm and fuzzy. Ooh, I, I did something good, but that that like whole body, everything about you just feels good. Everything feels good on Christmas. Yeah, everything does. Okay, so why? I, I, I'm with you, and I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, I, I like that you brought it up. I, I don't know why, so I'm asking you. I guess Christmas is a time where everybody kind of puts everything behind them. The problems that they've got, the situations in life, for one hour, one day, Mm -hmm. gets kind of put behind them. And they have time to focus on what Christmas is all about and not worry about those outside things. That's what I like about Christmas. I like that. I like the way you think. Well, with that, that flows really well into the the gospel lesson, uh, the gospel lesson for the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you got to say the whole thing. You can't just say for Christmas. Right. Uh, is from St. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 14, 15 through 18 also. And this is an amazing thing because you have the evangelist St. John who literally just rewrites Genesis or or summarizes Genesis. I I shouldn't say rewrite, but he's really connecting the dots. The Holy Spirit working through St. John connects the dots and bringing Christ into the world, but showing that the world has been set up and established for the coming of the Lord, for God to act, God to fulfill, and to God for God to come and do as He promised. So, uh, the very first part of the, the chapter: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and I love this because this is laying down. God was there, 
And yes, Jesus God is was, God. Yes. He was there in the very beginning. He's been there through all of time. Yes. Uh, since eternity. Eternity, yes. And he, and again, just laying this out so simply. And when I say simply, it's just, this is this is fact, and I'm just passing it on. And because he says all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So now we have Jesus a part of creation, and I love that aspect because it's so easy for us humans in our finite understanding and grappling with the mystery of the Holy Trinity. What does God the Father do separate from God the Son? What does God the Son do separate from God the Holy Ghost? And they're, they're separate and one at the same time. No clue, no idea, except what Scripture reveals. Same substance, very God, very God, begotten, not made. All this is true. And we get a little glimpse. <laughs> so Jesus is absolutely part of all of creation. And then, then it gets exciting. It gets very exciting here. Quickly, I love yes. the next part. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Okay, dear listener, I just cut Pastor Skizik off because he's really excited. I just really want you to know how excited he is to talk about this. So I'm going to turn it over. Yes. Tell us about the light. I just love this entire theme of light. Uh, light uh, expelling the darkness. Uh, we live in a dark world, and we need yeah. to see light. Mm -hmm. And we have the light in front of us, but as we know farther on down, a lot of people don't know the light. Yeah. A lot of people don't accept the light. Mm -hmm. um, but I just love this whole light theme, shining, shining in the darkness. Um, and the darkness can't do anything about it, can't overcome it. The light is there. So let, let, let's just jump to, to 9, 11, and 12. Uh, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming to the world. Of course, that is Christ, the light mm -hmm. of the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the, the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, it's real important, nor the will of man, but of God. And then verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God comes to us in the flesh. This is the incarnate Christ. This is Jesus, mm -hmm. the true Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay. So we have seen stuff. he has come into the flesh. We have seen his glory. We have seen the light. Yes. That's okay. why I love this theme, the whole light theme. He has come in. The light has come into this world, uh, and the world needs to know that. Okay, so before we pushed record, I was telling Pastor Skizik how manly I am. <laughs> I am not afraid of the dark. In fact, I'm the one that turns off all the lights in the house, make sure all the doors are locked, and then I have to make my way to the bedroom in the dark. But I do this bravely. I do this cavalier. I, I don't have to worry about stubbing my toe. I'm not worried about the shadows. I'm not worried about the creepy noises that the, the, the floorboards, floorboards make when I'm walking through because I know my house. 
So I was thinking of this and the how boldly I confess that I'm not afraid of the dark. But then when I, I think about this, how quickly I run to the bedroom, how quickly I go to where I find comfort in the company of my wife who's waiting for me because she's not in the dark house. I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of the dark. Afraid of the dark. And I'm thinking of the very same thing. I, I walk through a dark house. My house gets very dark at night. I walk through my bedroom, and I still stub my toe. Really? So I need the light. I yeah. need a light. Um, Do you know why God gave you a little pinky toe? So I could uh, – no, why did he give me a pinky toe? So you can find all the furniture that's moved <laughs> one little centimeter out of place? I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. But, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head yeah. and just the whole idea. And um, well, what's interesting is um, with Christmas – we do a lot of Christmas lights. We do a lot. I mean, uh, my neighborhood has blown up beautiful Christmas lights. I, I am I'm jealous of, of what people have done, and it looks great. Uh, it's not overdone like the, the Christmas vacation Griswold house. Right. But beautiful stuff. And I was thinking about this, and this is not to disparage anybody who's done Christmas lights and so on and so forth, but these are artificial lights. And the whole idea that we seek light. Mm -hmm. By nature, we crave light. We crave uh, the connection that we have with God. I'm going I'm to make that, that jump. We were created for relationships, specifically with the Almighty, God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. This is why we innately worship. If we're not worshiping God, we're worshiping something else. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we need to make sure and be clear about that. I'm going to make a metaphor jump, a analogy jump, that in Christmas, we do all these artificial lights, and I think they actually obscure the real light. And it's the whole idea that, uh, and we're all guilty of this, mm -hmm. uh, we, we like shiny things, we're easily distracted, whatever you want to say, but how quickly we let other things consume us. And this is a first commandment issue, it's a third commandment issue. But playing off on uh, Pastor Skeezik's excitement about light, what light are we attracted to? Are we attracted to the shiny things of the world? Look how pretty my house is. Look how pretty this is, you know, so on and so forth. And again, it's not to disparage the, the celebrations and the fun in Christmas, but how much attention do they get? Or are we paying attention to the real light? Are we using the gifts that God has given to us to point and reveal the light to us? And again, the, you know, the whole uh, being scared of the dark, not that we have Christmas lights so we don't have a dark house or whatever, but that artificial mm -hmm. comfort. And again, what St. John says, the light came into the world, yet... His own people didn't receive him. The world did not know him, so on and so forth, because we've built all these things around us for our selfish comfort, for our selfish wants. And again, this is who and what we are in our old Adam and our sinful nature. And thanks be to God that not only does he come to us while we are dead in our trespasses, while we are enemies to God, he still comes to us. Mm -hmm. And when we did not know him, 
He made himself known to us. And again, that, that statement, not by the will of man, not by the flesh of man, not because we accepted, not because we're good, not because we did anything, but because God acted, do we become his children. We become believers. We really do get to say, we see the light. And he has come to me and revealed his mercy, his grace, the whole full of grace and truth we've seen him in action, in work. And this is where I cannot help but just get super, super excited because I know who I am and I do not deserve this light. Mm -mm, I deserve that dark house. I deserve to stub every toe, not just my little pinky toe. Exactly, exactly, every toe. And yet what does he do? He reveals his mercy in the light of Christ. And I get to see his glory, his truth, his peace, his mercy, his work. And this is all Christmas. And what's amazing about that is that's what he does for the world. Even the world, as again, as St. John says, who does not know him, who does not receive him. He comes to his own and they do not receive him. Mm-hmm. This is the joy that he still comes, he still reveals himself. And in this life, it's not like we have this one chance that you get to hear about Jesus and then up, it's over. Everything that we have in this world, all the material creation points to the mercy of God, to reveal to you the providence of God, giving you life, giving you breath, giving you all the things so that you will know the light, so that you will know his work. And again, just that light theme, we get to have our eyes opened to see, to believe, and to have all the wonderment of his love. And this is just why Christmas is exciting. It's exciting. But this, listening to all this, this is a great challenge for you and I. Yes. You come into church, you come into Holy Cross. Holy Cross is beautiful. Oh, yeah. With all of the artificial light. Mm -hmm. And our challenge is to look past that Mm -hmm. and share the true light. Okay. So with that, I I, I love that because uh, in this text— we skipped over John the Baptist because mm-hmm. John the Baptist, uh, this is verse uh, 6, 7, and 8. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness mm-hmm. about the light that all might believe through him. He was no. not no. the light but came to bear witness about the light. And I love this because we have all these amazing yes. – our church is Beautiful. Beautiful. It's lit up, and I'm excited thinking about Christmas Eve, the candlelight service. It is just breathtaking, and everybody's there. It's amazing. But you hit the nail on the head. That's the icing on the cake. That's the fluff. Those are nice, beautiful things. Are they pointing to the true light? Are we getting out of the way Mm. and revealing Christ? Because I kid you not, it is so easy fun and exciting to get caught up in all of this. The the pomp, the ceremony, the the, the grandeur, the beauty, the awe, beautiful, beautiful stuff. But are we listening to what we're singing? Mm -hmm. Are we paying attention to what are we confessing? 
Or is it the thing we do? Or, oh, that's nice and pretty. Nice and pretty, yes. And, and it's hard because, again, uh, I remember this, I was so stupid. My first year here, I was very liturgically correct and proper. And during the singing of oh, si- or, oh, silent, silent Night, I faced the altar. And I'm there holding my candle. And I saw a picture of the beauty of everybody yes. in the pews with the, their candles. And I missed it. I can't do that. I can't look at the altar. During Silent Night, I have to look out. Um, I have yeah. to see the light. Yes. Next year, that, that next year yes. I did. I, and oh, It's it the was, most beautiful sight. Yes. Everybody holding the light. Everybody. Um, the light is with everybody. And yeah. It's just breathtaking. Yeah, I like the idea that it's this representation that the light of Christ is seen in everybody. And, and you're holding it in your hand. Yeah, you're holding your hand, and you're singing by candlelight, and it is this truly this revelation. And, and it, no, I'm with you because, again, I felt so stupid. Why did I miss that? Why? One? Yes. Why? And then I'm with you. I turn around and. I, I start singing halfway through the first stanza because it's just, it really does take my breath away. And, and getting caught up in that that moment, that is true celebration, that is worship. The people of God have gathered here at Holy Cross to sing the praises, to reveal the glory. And I love this, to share and sure. participate and what is happening. And really, you, you just can't help but be overwhelmed in, in a good way. But I, I think your, your warning is really good. Are we just caught up in the, mm-hmm. the moment? Wow, that is amazing. It's, why are we here? Because we have candles. No, we're here. No, we're here. Because of Christ is coming. Because of Jesus. Yeah. He came, and that's why we are here. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, you got Isaiah. He's pointing this out. And just, the, again, and I love the, the, the way you were going, the revealing of the light. Are we hearing this good news of happiness? Are we publishing this good news? Or are we caught up in the things of the world, the, the, the prettiness, and so on and so forth? And even St. Paul in, in the letter of the Hebrews, talking about who is in control, who's delivering that message, who's bringing the light, who is the light? Long ago at many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. The light, Mm -hmm. the word made flesh is coming. He is the radiance of the glory of God. Again, the joy of being in the light and having it revealed to us. This is what Scripture gives to us and the blessings of this. And this is the, the, the high pinnacle of the church here. And this is Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, as beautiful and wonderful it is, that, that, that's the pregame. That, that's the prep for the, the, the pentacle of the church here. God coming to you. And then this is the mystery of the incarnation, and, and I love talking about it. The power and might of God, the God of eternity the God of might, the God of majesty, comes in a baby. Mm. Pastor Skizik, how does that make sense? It makes no sense. I want a strong, powerful God. Exactly. 
the mighty powerful God that that the world was expecting. Yeah, uh, the the ruler, the mm-hmm. one who is going to get rid of all. Yes, well, but it, as a baby, yeah. no, that's not right. But you know, and again, that light imagery comes in. Do you feel the light? No, but you definitely see its work. You definitely see its effect. You definitely know its presence. And there, the power and might of God in that little baby scatters the darkness of sin, scatters the darkness of death, scatters the darkness of hell, and delivers you to the light of life forever and ever. So with great joy— Come to church, celebrate yes. the birth of our Lord. Be excited with me and Pastor Skizik, and blessings be upon you in all that you do as the Lord continues to reveal His glory, His truth in Christ our Lord. Thank you for listening to Get Right for Sunday. I know that your time is valuable. And of all the things that you could have watched or listened to, you have chosen to deepen your biblical understanding with Get Right for Sunday. Would you take a moment to give a five-star rating of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform? This actually helps others to be able to find Get Right for Sunday. Again, thank you for your time, your prayers, and support.